Hey guys, this is Nile and welcome to Greek Mythology with Nile. This is the podcast where I, Nile, crazy lover of Greek mythology, tell you more about it. In today's episode, we will learn more about Persephone, the favorite daughter of the Queen Goddess Demeter. We will also learn how Hades kidnapped Persephone. Well then, let's get into today's episode. This is episode number 11. Persephone marries her stalker or Demeter the sequel part 2 In the last episode we had heard how Zeus I mean how Hades had asked Zeus of help for marrying Persephone Now let's see what Zeus did Zeus waited until Demeter was busy doing some agricultural stuff on the far side of the world like ripening the barley in Libya or something I'm not sure what Anyway Persephone was left in the care of her nymph Chiron Usually that worked out fine But the limbs weren't really cut out to be bodyguards. They could easily be distracted, and so could Persephone. As usual, the girls went out into the meadows. They spent the morning exploring the hills and having splash fights in the river. After a night's lazy lunch, letting their dresses dry in the sunlight, Persephone decided to go pick some flowers. Don't wander too far, one of the nymphs called. I won't, Persephone promised. She wasn't worried. The pool was her playground. Everyone loved her, and besides, what could go wrong when she was picking flowers in a meadow? The nymphs were sleepy and warm and full from lunch, so they lay down for a nap. Persephone roamed the hillside until she gathered an entire bouquet from the nearest rose bushes. For some reason, the rose didn't even have thorns. The intoxicating smell made Persephone giddy. She trudged a little further away and spotted a whole weed of violets. a whole field of violets oh pretty she wandered through the violets picking the best ones and dropping the roses because they now seemed pale in comparison well you can probably see where this is going but persephone was clueless she didn't realize zeus was causing these flowers to grow making each batch more colorful and fragrant than the last leading persephone farther and farther away from the chaperones So, how could Zeus a sky god make flowers grow? Do not but guess he still had some pool with Gaia the earth mother even though she was asleep. I'm thinking Zeus could occasionally summon her power to make things happen on the earth. Maybe not a huge thing like creating mountains, but making flowers grow, not a big deal. Persephone wandered from flower patch to flower patch, murmuring, "Ooh, pretty. Ooh, pretty." as she picked her flowers. Before she realized it, she was miles away from her sleeping nymph friends. She meandered into a scheduled valley filled with hyacinths. She was reaching down to pick a beautiful red one when the ground rumbled. A chasm opened at her feet, and four black horses pulling a massive carriage thundered into the sunlight. The driver was dressed in dark flowing robes. He was covered with an elaborate bronze helmet with images of death and torture. In retrospect, Hades wondered if it was a good idea to wear his helmet of tether on a first aid, but by then it was too late. Persephone screamed and fell backward into the grass. She should have run, but she was in shock. She couldn't even fathom what was happening. Everything had always revolved around her, gone her way. She couldn't be in danger, but she was pretty sure she hadn't wished for a demon-looking guy in giant black chariot to come and trample her hyacinths. 
truth to be told, she occasionally had daydreams about some young man sweeping all of her feet. She and the nymphs had spent a lot of time giggling about that, but this was not what she'd envisioned. Hades took off his helm. His complexion was even paler than usual. He had a bad case of helmet hair. He was sweating and nervous and blinking like he had something in his eyes. I am Hades, he said in a squeaky voice. I love you. Persephone screamed again, much louder. Not knowing what else to do, Hades grabbed her arm, pulled her into the carriage and spurred his horses. His dark eye disappeared into the earth and the charisman closed up behind him. The only person who actually saw the kidnapping was the titan Helios, way up in his chick magnet sun carrier, because he had a great view and could see pretty much everything. But do you think he got a phone to Olympus to report on kidnapping? But nope. First, they didn't have phones. Second, Helios didn't like to get involved in godly dramas. He was a titan after all. He figured he was lucky just to have a job and not get thrown into Tartarus. Also, kidnapping wasn't the craziest thing he'd seen while crossing the sky every day. These gods were always doing wild things. Man, the stories he could tell. Someday, he could write a book. So Helios continued in his way. The nymphs who were supposed to be watching Persephone, they slept right through the abduction. The only person who heard Persephone screaming was the most unlikely person you could imagine. In a cave on a nearby mountainside, a titan named Hecate was minding her own business. Hecate was into magic and spooky nighttime crossroads and coasts. She was sort of the first superfan of Halloween. Normally, she only left her cave after dark, so the day she was sitting inside reading spellbooks or whatever, when she heard a girl screaming. Hecate may have been a dark goddess of magic, but she wasn't evil. She immediately ran to help, but by the time she got into the meadow, the action was over. Hecate's magic was weak in the daytime. She could tell that the earth had opened and somebody had snatched up in a cavern and dragged underground, but Hecate had no idea who was the keeper and who was the kidnappy. Hecate wasn't sure what to do. It wasn't like she could call 100 or 911 or whatever country's number for police is there. Since she didn't know the facts, she decided to go back to her cave and wait for her nightfall, when she could cast better spells and hopefully get more information. Meanwhile, the nymphs woke up from their nap and went looking for Persephone, but she had literally vanished off the face of the earth. The nymphs were starting to panic by the time the matter returned and found out her precious daughter was missing. I'm sure sure what the matter did to punish those nymphs, but it could not have been good. Anyway, the matter was freaked. She wandered around shouting for Persephone until her voice got hoarse. She asked everyone she met if they had seen anything. For nine days, the matter didn't change her clothes or take a bath. She didn't eat or sleep. She did nothing but look for Persephone. She must have started searching in the wrong direction because in the tenth day she finally circled back around and combed the area near Hecate's cave. Hecate heard Demeter calling for Persephone. Immediately, the magical goddess put two and two together. Every night, Hecate had been trying to figure out what the abduction was all about, but her spelling spells weren't telling her anything. Some strong magic was at work, covering up the kidnapping, and Hecate had a feeling that a powerful god was behind it, or maybe more than one. Hecate ran down to meet Demeter. She told the green goddess about the screaming she'd heard and her belief that some unknown god had kidnapped Persephone. 
Her distraught mom didn't take the news well. She shrieked so loudly that all the plants within a five-mile radius withered and died. For hundreds of miles in each direction, every year of corn on the Greek mainland exploded into popcorn. I will find whoever has taken her, the meta wailed. I will murder him, then I will murder him again. At this point, most folks would have backed away from the crazy lady, but Hecate felt bad for her. I'll help you search tonight, the matter, she told the matter. I've got torches and I'm really good at seeing in the dark. So they searched from dusk to dawn but had no luck. Hecate went back to her cave to rest, promising to help again after nightfall, but the matter couldn't stop. She stumbled on alone until evening and she came to a kingdom called Eleusius. At this point, even the immortal goddess was getting exhausted. She decided to visit the town, maybe rest her feet for a few minutes and mingle with the locals. Perhaps they had seen or heard some odd news. Demeter disguised herself as an old mortal woman. She made her way to the town's central hearth because that's where strangers normally went when they wanted to ask the locals for assistance. A crowd had gathered in the square. A lady with fine robes and a golden crown was speaking some kind of speech. Being an intelligent goddess, Demeter thought that this must be the queen. So guys, that's it for today's episode. In the next episode, we will learn what Demeter did in that place, in the city of Eleusis. And how, finally, I think, I don't know, she might or might not find her daughter Persephone. Well guys, I hope you liked today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Night. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Acast, Hopper Studio, Amazon Music and Breaker. Please rate and review to your friends and family. It helps me a lot. You can message me on Instagram and please don't forget to check out my website. It's just GreekMythologyWithNilla.HubHopper.com You can even mail me on GreekMythologyWithNilla at TheRayGmail.com Please go and check my website out. Thanks, I love you all, and bye.